When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Confess I've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time and I've finally managed to get hold of this bloke. He's a little bit elusive, but uh, you'll know him as the bloke uh, that carries the bag for Cameron Smith. I'm talking about Sam Pinfold, cracking guy uh, who bases himself out of Umu when he's home. Uh, you might see him on a racetrack or two as well, but of late you'll have seen him in the white overalls carrying that bag for Cameron Smith, who was very much, and uh, well, I say in line to win up until about Amen Corner last Monday morning New Zealand time. Sam, good morning to you. Great to catch up, mate. Yeah, good morning, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, really cool, mate. Uh, watching you very, uh, very, very closely. Uh, it's been a heck of a year for Cameron, which means it's been a heck of a year for you too, Sam. You've won the Century Tournament of Champions the Players' Championship, the fifth major, and, of course, so close uh, last weekend at Augusta. Uh, you guys are on a roll. Yeah, we are, mate. He's really, um, I mean, right from the start of the year when I first turned up and saw him in January, he was fit and strong. Oops, uh, Sam might have dropped out there. I hope he's he, not hearing too much out of uh, Sam at the moment. I'm waiting for our tech guys. Early in the season. You there? Still Hello? There, Sam, you're still there? Yeah, yeah, okay, mate, we yeah, just there, mate. had you yep. drop out for a while. Yeah, we just had you drop out. That's okay, we'll, we'll just carry on. Well, how, did, how did your first association uh, with, uh, with Cameron come about, mate? I mean, it, you know, it, it, was, it, was it just a chance meeting? It was about eight years ago at the New Zealand Open. Um, I was standing for Michael Sim, and then uh, Cam needed a caddy on the weekend after Michael had missed the cut, and he was only about a 20-year-old kid then, and I caddied the weekend for him, and then uh, we got along pretty good and then just kept in touch with him and the agent. And about six months later, I uh, started working from full-time and been with him ever since. So we're coming up on eight years, which is a pretty sort of handy little run there. Who'd you caddy for before that, mate? Uh, right before right before Cam was uh, Trevor Immelman. Um, we worked for a range of guys, Aaron Price, Scott Gardner, Brendan Steele, did a few weeks with Rio Ishikawa. So sort of a fair few guys before that. And I started out originally with Brad Iowa, a good mate of mine back here in New Zealand, and did about four or five years with him over here on the uh, what was then the Nationwide Tour in America. Is it the dream job for you, caddying? Um, yeah, it's turned, it's turned out that way. Uh, I never intended on becoming a caddy, but um, it's sort of just um, just year after year went by and come into it. And yeah, it is. It's we at the level we're at now, and obviously competing the way we are. And it's uh, it's it's a, it certainly is a dream job. You have to pinch yourself a few times. I mean, that experience on Sunday is sort of well, it didn't go our way. It's sort of something you're never going to forget. The last group at Augusta, and on a perfect sunny day, and on one of the probably the best golf course in the world. So we're against the number one in the world. So. It was certainly a sort of you know moment. Sort of stood in the first tee and looked around. And sort of took it all in before we before we got going. But uh, once you get going, you sort of soon soon forget all that and you get to knuckle down and do your job. But uh, no, it is a great job. And to work for someone like Cam, he's just a, he's just an amazing kid, mate. Uh, I'm just so so privileged and proud of him. Very lucky to be associated with someone like him. I mean, the mullet's become acceptable again. He's made that. 
Yeah, I don't think that's going away for a while, mate. Um, he gets, uh, it's become a bit of a cult following over here and uh, he gets a few people yelling out in the crowd and sort of enjoying it, but uh, he's really embraced it. It just started a bit of a joke during COVID, I think. He just didn't really get a haircut and then it's just uh, gone on from there. But he loves his rugby league and there's a fair few of them running around the NRL. So I think it's uh, another reason for it there. Uh, hey, let's, uh, let's just get inside the art of catting for a moment, mate. Um, <clears throat> and particularly at Augusta. Uh, they make you wear the white overalls. That's been a tradition since uh, the year dot, apparently. Uh, tell us about the white overalls and, and the way caddies in particular are regarded at Augusta these days. Uh, these days, mate, we're it's probably the, the best. Which, I mean, we get treated very well everywhere, so it's not sort of putting down anywhere else. But at Augusta, it's, it's completely first class all the way. We arrive. It's quite funny. One of the funny things about Augusta, you're walking into one of the most sort of famous and prestigious place in the world and you're walking in gym shorts and, a, and an old t-shirt basically um, because you just go straight in and into the caddy area there and whack your overalls on and uh, we've got a locker and a good setup in there and the guy there's about five or six staff members there that just do anything bend over backwards for you and uh, most of all the best thing they've got a, they've got a beer keg in there um, so it's quite um, common or it's very common at the end of every round just sort of go in there and have a beer and watch the, watch the rest of the coverage or watch your mates finish and it's sort of some very good social times in there so it's quite fun uh, certainly a fun aspect that the right there. So you look forward to your beer at the end of every day. Um, but on in regards to the overalls, they're actually um, actually not too bad to wear at all. They're pretty comfortable. I, I was so cold on Sunday, I actually wore a hoodie underneath the overalls all day. And I mean, that's sort of something you'd never do. It's just, it's normally you normally steaming hot in there, but uh, it was actually freezing cold here on on the Saturday. Um, but uh, no, it's certainly it was one of those places you pinch yourself every time you go back there, and you sort of. It's, I, I'm a bit biased being a caddy and a golfer, but I think it's the best sporting event in the world. It's uh, it's got something about it that you, I think everyone needs to experience once. Players get the green jacket. What do caddies get? Is there any sort of thing amongst the caddies for caddying, caddying for the successful Masters winner? Um, and not just the Masters in general. The, the, the flag off the 18th uh, off the 18th um, pin is generally the caddies' uh, trophy. So you'll see caddies unscrewing that or taking it off when they won on the 18th Green tournament. So it's all about collecting as many flags as you can throughout your career and sort of having them to sort of maybe hang up on the wall at the end of your days. Uh, Sam, none of us will ever, or well, very few of us will ever be able to walk the fairways. Uh, if we've got enough money, we'll be able to walk the outside the ropes. But um, from, from your point of view, uh, as you say, it's one of the most amazing places to be. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit more undulating than we see on TV, isn't it? It's extremely undulating. From when you first get on property, I mean, the, the sort of where the first green, our first T and 18th green is the high point. The rest of the property just drops very sharply down and down to the left. And I mean, the yeah, the the drop and how far the how far down and how far left the tent hole goes needs to be seen to be believed. You can't the TV doesn't do it justice, and it goes a mile downhill and just a long way left. So it's uh, we went a little bit further left there on Sunday into the bushes, which didn't help, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of, there's a lot of things in that course that you sort of really need a scene to be believed. You said before you've got to switch off and just uh, you and, and uh, Cameron become a team because, uh, but it would be very hard. I mean, these the, particularly now that crowds are allowed back at golf, they're back at Augusta. I mean, the place is absolutely pumping. Um, it, you must, uh, at some stage, when you're either waiting for another player to play or whatever, or you're standing at a top of green looking back, just. Uh, yeah, do you have a chance to take it on? Just tell us about uh, the crowd side of things for us. Yeah, uh, the, the the roars at Augusta. I mean, the way it sort of, I, mean, so I guess it's sort of maybe the way it's sort of natural amphitheater, the way it goes down to a big valley type thing. The roar, I mean, we played the group in front of Tiger the first two rounds there. And uh, I mean, 
when he makes a birdie or hit a good shot, I mean, the, the hairs in the back of your neck stand up and the roars are deafening and it just sort of rumbles through the place. And, I mean, it's one of those cool places that you can hear a roar and you sort of know that it's come from the 13th green or that must have been an eagle or you can sort of understand what each one's going to be. And, uh, I mean, there's some of the roars that Cam was getting were pretty solid too. So it certainly, um, you know, it gets you pretty pumped up and, and right into it. But um, it's one of the special things with Augusta. No one in there has their cell phone. You're not allowed to take your cell phone in. So, I mean, there's no one standing there with a phone filming you like they are most, most sporting events. So that's sort of another special aspect to it that I don't think many sporting events can, uh, can claim, have, you know, claim that anymore. So it's, uh, again, one of the special things about the place. Can you, can you hear individual comments? Um, from, from the crowd, yeah, for sure. Especially when you're in, in amongst them when you've gone a bit uh, wayward off the tee, you definitely can. But, I mean, it's just, I mean, Cam, we never really talk about that. He'll just brush that off and, and go forward. But uh, you, get, you get the odd giggle every now and then, but then you, also get the odd annoying one, but uh, no, they're generally very, very well behaved at Augusta. The response uh, to Tiger being back, uh, I mean, uh, that was, uh, you might have had an inside information, but it did surprise a lot of us uh, that he was going to play and, and try and work, walk the 72 holes, let alone play well on it. Um, so what was, what was the impact uh, around the scene amongst the caddies, the players, when you knew that Tiger was confirmed to play? Oh, it's huge, mate. It's huge. Um, I mean, they say what, one player's not bigger than the game, but I think he might be in, in, in golf. I mean, he, he is, he, he's the reason with the, the purses and the popularity. I mean, he, he's made golf what it is these last 20-odd years. And, I mean, just to do what he did and then to shoot one under that first round and then to play the way he did, it's, just, it's unbelievable. And, I mean, it's, it's such a credit to him and the way he works hard. And, I mean, every, every single person in the field and on the range, you know, just sort of, yeah, you'd stop and have a look. And, I mean, like I said, we played the group in front of him. There's numerous times when Cam stopped and stood still and looked back and watched Tiger. So he's as big a fan as anybody, even though he's competing against the bloke. It's just sort of, you know, he's, he's had that much of an impact on the game. So it's so awesome to see him back and hopefully he can play some more. I think he's planning on playing the rest of the majors this year and maybe a couple more. So hopefully he can because he, he has a huge impact. And you can certainly know when you're at an event if Tiger's there and if he's not. There's a noticeable difference. Sam, I've got to confess to our listeners that um, I sat alongside you in uh, a bar after a race meeting and you said to me, uh, look, watch out for this Cam Smith. Uh, he could well win the players uh, very shortly and you think he might win it, um, Augusta. Why? Why did, I mean, that was, well, that was going back to uh, October last year and it's come to fruition. Yep. Yeah, it has. Um yeah, I mean, he's a, he loves Augusta. You've got to have a really good imagination to play that place. And around the greens is, is just so important there. And his chipping and pitching, I think, is the best in the world. And when he gets hot with the putter like he has been a lot this year, it just sort of goes right up his alley. And I think it's just been his dream to, uh, to try and knock off Augusta since he was a little kid. And um, so that's certainly the one we're aiming for. And, we, I mean, we had a red-hot crack at it and maybe just couldn't quite put enough pressure on Scotty there on, on Sunday at the key times. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he just his game's sort of tailor-made for that place. And I mean, he sort of grows an extra leg and gets a big smile on his face when he turns up there. And uh, just he's very comfortable around there. I think that was our fourth top ten out of the last six, uh, last six attempts. So he's, uh, he's certainly trending the right way. And that's what we're, we're chatting a lot about that the last sort of three or four holes. I was sort of saying to him, you know, it wasn't our, it wasn't our week, it wasn't our, it wasn't our year to, to put the jacket on, mate. But I was just... Uh, I said to him several times, I was just sort of count, counting in my head, I was like, how many jackets are we going to have in 10 years, mate? Is it going to be two or three? It's going to be more than one. Just sort of <laughs> trying to make him laugh and put, it, put it, make him laugh and put a smile back on his face. And, and it worked. We're, we're having a good giggle by the time we went down the 15th because the 13th and 14th was pretty tough after what we dealt with on 12. And that's just, uh, you know, just for someone like him. And that's his dream and just sort of taken away. And one shot really was the, uh, really brought us undone. But, uh, I mean, that's the credit to the kid. He put a smile back on his face and birdies 15, 16, and then, uh, you know, walks up 18, 
clapping Scotty as he walked past onto the green. That's just a sign of true class. And uh, yeah, really, you know, put him strong in a strong, strong position for next year when we go back to go with you know good memories and try and put that uh, that round behind us. So uh, just take us through 12. You walk off the 11th. Uh, you go to 12, which is just surrounded by people behind the tee there. Uh, you have a chat. Uh, I mean, everyone knows it's been a crucial hole. I mean, I think it, it got Tiger a couple of years ago as well. Uh, I mean, it's got a lot yep. of play, players over the years, whether they hit it big and they have that downhill chip out of the bush or they hit a bunker yep. or the other thing, of course, is to hit the water. So tell us, just tell us through, through that moment as you, and, and as you saw the ball in the air. Uh, I mean, the birdie on 11 was huge. Um, we, I mean, and then Scotty held a great pop up from about 10, 12, uh, 10 or 12 feet there. I mean, we, we charged up that hill to 12. We were pretty pumped and uh, sort of, you know, thinking this is the time. And uh, we couldn't have had a better number. It was 137 metres to cover the water or to cover the front edge of the, to the edge of the green over the, with the pin and line and 144 to the hole. Our 99 goes 142. And there's basically no wind. So it couldn't have been a better club. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just um, he was aiming about 15 feet left. I got some good advice from Steve Williams the night before via a text message to aim well left of the pin on 12. Middle of the green is perfect. And um, so we were aiming there. And then just at an unfortunate time, just made the worst swing of the week, basically. And, uh, and yeah, the ball was uh, pretty much going in the water from the moment it left the club. And you can see from Cam's reaction, he's pretty disappointed. But uh, just, a, just a bad swing at the wrong time and, and the worst place possible, really. So, it, it, I mean, it happens. We... Had uh, you go back a month ago to the 17th at Sawgrass, and he made a great swing with a wedge and had two feet on one of the other tough path threes in the world. So swings and roundabouts, mate, ups and downs. But uh, we'll learn from it and be better. Well, he could. I mean, it could have busted him, but it didn't, and he held on there for third. Now, <clears throat> I've got to be saying to you, um, Sam Pinfold, when Cameron Smith obviously does well, you do pretty well. We all know that. Um, <clears throat> yep. I know you're a punter, and you, you, you don't mind the GG. So um, uh, uh, you, you've had a heck of a year. Mate, you might be well. Yeah. You might be at uh, Karaka at some point. Just uh, instead of, you might be buying some. Oh, I don't know. I just uh, just brought in some shares with uh, John Obina down there in uh, Wellington. Lasers brought another couple with him that he brought up in Karaka. So just just small shares, mate. Just checking along. Um, but yeah, so I probably should start buying uh, houses and property rather than uh, horses. But uh, <laughs> we all know how much the uh, thrill of having horses. But just just little shares can't hurt too bad, you know. So I, I really enjoy it, mate. I still follow it very strongly from over here. And uh, yeah, look forward to getting back and getting back on course at some places in New Zealand. So, uh, you, when you come home, you play a lot of golf. You go to a few race meetings, mate. Is that your downtime? That is my downtime. That's basically all I did when I came home last time, mate. So it's uh, certainly it's what I enjoy. Uh, I got a good bunch of boys there in Parapuram. We play a lot of golf, and uh, then it's generally followed by heading to the local pub and having a bit of a punt, and then uh, nipping off up to Hastings or Punter of the Year, where we ran into each other. Then uh, yeah, I'd like to get up to Ellerslie as much as possible too. I think it's great up there. So hopefully, when they're all the the changes they do there in the next sort of 18 months and looking forward to getting back there as well. You guys have got on the back on the horse pretty quickly. What, you're in South Carolina uh, starting tomorrow with the yeah. Heritage Classic. Uh, how, how's uh, Cam feeling about that? Uh, good, mate. He drove straight home on uh, Sunday night to Florida. It was always the plan. He's got his dad and a few mates over here. So they went fishing on Monday, uh, basically turned off the phone and shut off from the world for a day. And uh, he drove back out last night. We played the Pro-Am this afternoon. And, yeah, ready to go tomorrow afternoon. We know this course very well, so the, the preparation is obviously a lot shorter and a lot quicker, but it's what you need after, you know, such a, such a heavy sort of week of uh, the stress and everything going on there and get a lot of media and a lot of commitments after hours too. So it's a nice place to come and, and sort of kick back and relax. And he, he does like this golf course, so hopefully we can uh, get him fired back up and uh, click in some form tomorrow afternoon. You've been incredible, mate. Thanks so much for making your, uh, your time available. I know you're a really busy guy and you've got plenty on your plate, but... Uh 
Uh, I've been chasing you. I'm so glad I got hold of you this week of all weeks as well, mate, just to reflect on a marvellous performance. And uh, I look forward to catching up to you at the same establishment uh, very shortly and uh, sharing the same product and talking the same stuff, mate. Brilliant. Thanks, thanks so much, Sam. Big fan. Big fan of you and Cam. We yeah. are. Thank you very much, mate. I love the show and I love, uh, love uh, listening along even from over here. So uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.